Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week seven in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, thank you. Ready for some football this week. All right, great to have you on. You're the only one who did well last week, so good for you. Uh, rounding out our trifecta, Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Yeah, uh, I don't know if I like football anymore. Yeah, and... and <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, week week six, twenty twenty one, absolutely legendary week for the public. Absolutely legendary. The public cleaned up. Vegas was doing the old oh, we got cleaned out again, which they did. But you know, when they say that, it's to convince people, hey, betting's easy. Do it again next week and take all the favorites, <laughs> right? And take all the favorites again, please. We beg you. Um, so. Six. Who knows what's going to happen in week seven through 18, though? Exactly, right? <laughs> no, no, they'll do fine. They're, they're, yeah, they're not they're not shutting the lights off in Vegas anytime soon. But, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, and absolutely legendary. Pretty much all the favorites came through. Any Anything that looked – there were a couple games that looked remotely. The only one – and it looked like Vegas was going to have a week because the only one – where the shit went down, where the public was PO'd, was the Thursday night game with the Bucks and the Eagles when the, when the Eagles uh, went for the two-point conversion smartly when they were down 14 after the first touchdown and scored what you know ended up being a meaningless two-point conversion to cover the spread. But other than that... You know, you had the the Seahawks game going overtime. The Jags covered. Bengals easily wiped the floor with the Lions. The Chiefs covered against the 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 football or against the football team. The Colts. That was, was our, the Cowboys. The big one for the public was that the one like because it did not look like the Cowboys were going to cover for. for a pretty significant portion. Of I mean, I mean, they were they were they were all big. The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Colts, the Rams, the Packers, uh, the uh, and then when the Patriots, uh, who were covering for ninety nine point nine percent of that football game, and then didn't end up covering. Vegas uh, took a took an absolute bath on uh, on on week six, and and I was swept up in the undertow of that because I definitely had the Patriots that uh, last week. But then, so that was somewhat devastating, but uh, week seven, this is a little, this is a, this is going to be a fun week because pretty much all of the bad teams are playing all of the good teams and all of the good teams are at home. So there are some high, 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 high lines, uh, high lines this week, you guys just very high. And uh, we, I, we're still alive in the survivor pool. We're in week seven. I, I'd like to brag, but I don't think we're going to because, quite frankly, I don't think there's a single person across all of North America and perhaps the world who has actually been eliminated from a survivor pool <laughs> because there hasn't the, been an upset. Yeah, yeah. This not is a, not. not a no, um, I like that. The biggest one I would say is the Jets beat the Titans in week three or four or whatever, right? And and there might have been a few f- fools who tried to take the Titans on the road there, and then that that, but that was, but yeah, there just there has not been that big upset. And I'm here to tell you, it is probably going to happen this week because there's just no way that all of these high lines are just coming through as swift and as clean as as. So uh, just as as we one would expect, or as it went down in in week six. So this is this is a uh, 
This is a let's be careful out there week, you guys. This is an absolutely, absolutely a let's be careful out there. And quite frankly, we got to start with this Thursday night game because this Thursday night game has already seen some movement. I wrote down your Denver Broncos, Craig, who are taking on the Cleveland Browns in the Thursday night primetime matchup. This line opened up at three and a half, and I jumped all over to Broncos. So if you guys want it for the contest, I'll offer up the Broncos three and a half for the contest. But if you want it out there now, in order to get the Broncos at three and a half, you're going to have to buy a point and a half because Baker Mayfield's not playing in this game. Case Keenum is starting for the Browns. The Browns went from minus three and a half to a minus two favorite. It's currently sitting at two. Uh, I like the Broncos at the three and a half. I still think I like your Broncos, Craig, because I, I, quite frankly, this is Teddy Covers. This is the spot you want Teddy Covers in, even though he hasn't looked well since the Broncos have had to start playing actual NFL teams. But this is this is the spot you want. His foot is seriously banged up. Like, there's a chance Teddy doesn't play tomorrow. Oh, mercy. That would there's be upsetting to me. That's I, something that doesn't happen. Uh, you may note that um, everyone who plays for the Browns and everyone who plays for the Broncos all hurt. Yeah, uh, that's true. Chubb and, Chubb and Hunt are yeah, out, so yeah. they're down to the third and fourth string running no Chubb, backs. No, Baker, Baker Mayfield is not going to play in this Case Keenum game. is playing, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jadavian Clowney's been limited in practice all week. He is considered to be questionable for this game. Odell Beckham Jr., questionable for this game. Jack Conklin, questionable for this game. Has uh, had limited practice uh, today. Uh, and then, like, so they're missing both their starting tackles. They're going to be, uh, uh, well, questionable is what uh, Jaderic Wills is, so we'll see if he goes. Uh, but they're missing... They're starting quarterback, obviously. They're missing perhaps their number one receiver. They're certainly missing their top two running backs, which is important if you're this particular team. Um, this it's it's an ugly situation for the Cleveland team, and Denver's situation is a heck of a lot better. So uh, Bridgewater may not play. This could be Case Keenum versus Drew Locke. There's a chance of that on prime oh. time, which is probably not what anybody wants. Uh, I suspect Bridgewater is going, but there's a chance he doesn't. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty ugly, and I think this is going to be a really ugly-looking football game. Bill, uh, Billy, where are you on this one? Cleveland, pretty much, what's left of the Cleveland Browns apparently are playing what's left of the Denver Broncos this week on Thursday I'm, night. Uh, I'm on Denver here. Like you said, Denver does really well against not real football teams, and Cleveland missing every star they have is not a real football team. Um, I'm on Denver here. I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to move the ball. And, and Denver, though decimated with injuries, not as bad. So give me Denver. And I'm Cleveland, some points there, sure. Cleveland is 7th in DVOA. Denver's 22nd. But uh, like we said, that's based on the injuries and stuff. That's not going to reflect the accuracy. So my, my, my official recommendation for this game is if the Denver Broncos, if Teddy Bridgewater plays, you want the Denver Broncos, if not, jump off this game. That's 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 my recommendation. Craig, what say you? What's the line? What's the line right now as we sit here? Cleveland the- minus two, because like I don't want any part of Drew Locke. If Drew Locke is under center, I don't want any part of Drew Locke. Period. I would suspect that if we find out that Teddy's not going, that line changes real quick too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you want Denver now. Yeah, well, it opened up. At, it opened up at Cleveland minus three and a half, and then we found out Baker Mayfield was out, and it dropped to Cleveland minus two. So it, it, it's now back, now back to three in some books. So I think they might be looking at the practice report and saying, well, it doesn't look very good either. So keep that in mind. All right. 
Well, let's head to the 1 o'clock game. Not, start... not a fun Thursday game is the moral of that story, and my team's playing in it, but still. Yeah. That's it. Super excited about this one's somewhat less egregious than the Sunday night football game that we had to watch, which, despite the you know the the nonsense, ended up being an entertaining football game. Not from a we're playing football really well uh, perspective, but from a hey stuff's happening and it's a close game and we're going to overtime. Uh, the Seahawks and Steelers last week, but this one is just flat out unlucky because. You know, at the beginning of the season, you, you, you at least think, hey, we're getting the Broncos in a pretty good defense going up against the Browns, who are a fun offense to watch. But Browns are missing everybody. Broncos are missing everybody. Just unfortunate. But, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll still be watching. Uh, Sunday afternoon, first game. No London game this week. No London games for the rest of the year. But we got the Panthers heading into New York to take on the football Giants. And the Panthers are a minus three-point road favorite. Um, Billy, how do you feel about uh, the Giants here as a home underdog? Yeah, I got no love for the Giants. I, I don't like betting a, a road underdog, but I think I got to go Carolina here. They're just they're just a better team. They're going to be able to move the ball. more. And the Giants have struggled all year. What are the Giants against the spread this year? The Giants against the spread are, where are you, New York Giants? They are 2-4 and four against the spread. Yeah, I, I, I think they've been underwhelming to say the least so carolina is the way to go here i think so too i'm hesitant to like this one i don't like it for the contest purposes i wouldn't make this one of our five but if i was gambling i think i would take the spread but i'd probably just put carol i don't think i I, like i would want the carolina side with it but i would probably just bet the carolina money line but here's the thing where i'm a little bit worried carolina's 25th in dvoa the giants are 27 so there's not that much of a disparity and dvoa would be telling you that the panthers should not be a three-point road favorite against the giants right now or probably anybody in the league uh craig where do you stand on this one yeah, I want the Giants uh, for exactly the reasons you said. I don't think these teams are that far apart, so we'll take the three points. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Panthers, it's it's just two teams. I just I can't get any trust with the Giants, especially at home, because whatever reason, Daniel Jones's home road splits are weird, and the Panthers just haven't been the same the last few weeks. And and you know who else sucks at quarterback in that building? Sam Darnold. Yeah, he he's. Yeah, it's true. That's that's very very true. I mean, like the gone are the days of us being like, well, Gase was you know holding Darnold back last few uh, last he, couple of games. Like he started out okay, but it has not been it has not been pleasant the last little bit. So uh, the Panthers, you know, they tried to see if they okay, let's trade a second round pick, see if we can you know kind of hit a hit a lucky shot here and and, and get a, a quarterback with elite level talent. Uh, it has not worked out. I, I I still think that they I have no problem with them making the trade that they did, but I think that. Uh, you don't need to throw good seasons after bad, and I think that they would probably have to acknowledge at this point that Darnold's not the the future, but we'll see. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Falcons are coming off a bye week, and the Dolphins are coming off yet another embarrassing effort. They have lost five straight games. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that the... Miami Dolphins at this point are the most disappointing football team so far. Like I, I had their over. There were high expectations. Could this team challenge the Bills for the division? They beat the Patriots in Foxborough on opening day, although somewhat aided by a late fumble by the Patriots. But, uh, but still, I, I think the Dolphins are 
the most disappointing franchise through six weeks of the season so far in terms of expectations. I don't want to bet either one of these teams. That said, are you effing kidding me with this line right now? The The Atlanta Falcons are favored by two and a half in Miami. This is an absolute... I, I, I said you guys were going to have to... If I, I, I've said something akin to like, if I think about betting the Dolphins... Again, this season, you guys got to put me in a straight jacket, but I'm sorry. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The Falcons are the worst team in the it's NFL, like, and they're and they're getting points on the road. Yeah, this line uh, has been has been moving a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I I want Miami in this game as well. I'll I'll, I'll gladly take the points. Uh, do, can, can we talk about the report from the Houston Chronicle today about the Deshaun Watson situation? Yeah, that it, it is being reported, and Craig will get into it in a second, but it is being reported that they are close to a Deshaun Watson to Miami trade. So the report, there's various stages to it, but if you look, and I trust John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, A, because of an awesome name, and B, because he's been mm-hmm. reporting on Houston football forever since the other days. And oh, he yeah, says, he's look, tremendous. Done by the end of the week. Um, it would be Watson to Miami, uh, to a Tiger Vailoa would be going somewhere else, perhaps Washington football team. And a bunch of stuff would be coming to the Texans. The Texans decide they don't want Tiger Vailoa. Uh, they want draft picks, which I think makes sense. I think that's the right call for them. Uh, just because you want to get the quarterback in there once you've already got some other pieces that make sense and they, the Texans don't. So let's get some other stuff, then get the QB either way. Uh, th- that that could change a little bit of this game if it's not Tua, if it's Jacoby Brissett, if Tua is, you know, on a plane to Washington or to several of the, uh, the other potential locales where he might wind up. Uh, I did see a Seattle report, which is fascinating. Uh, obviously, that would mean that Seattle would be ready to change quarterbacks in the offseason. I, I would be shocked if they did that now. That would kind of just throw a grenade in their locker room. But there's, there's all sorts of different... Uh, reports as far as where two would be going but it would not be the houston texans so yeah i would uh i would take miami but i would be a little bit wary of hey the entire t- roster gets blown up with a trade that happens sometime this week that's true it is something to be wary of but this is probably still going to be one of my five i don't like the, the falcons are flat out they're the worst team in the nfl according to dvoa they are worse than the houston texans the houston texans are 31 and atlanta is 32 and the atlanta falcons are getting points on the road i this is an absolute hold your nose and bet the dolphins because i don't think it'll matter if if jacoby Brissett is playing quarterback either um, so this is a classic crossover podcast. Just hold your nose. Don't look at the teams. Just get, you're getting, well, look at the teams cause it's the Falcons getting points on the road, which is obscene. Uh, Bill Falcons, Dolphins, uh, where do you stand on this game? Yeah, it, it's, it's not easy to take Miami. Miami is garbage. Nope. Um, tragic, tragic mess. The Dolphins. Yeah. But the, the Falcons have been as well. Um, and, and yeah, you're, you're getting points at home. I, I, I think you got to do it. I think you got to, like, like you said, not look at the teams. Um, it's unfortunate how far Atlanta has fallen. Here, yeah, it is absolutely unfortunate. Here's another thought on this line, and I don't know how much it impacts it for me, but all the other games in the UK, the team has had a bye week the following week after leaving the UK. The Dolphins requested that they did not receive that. They did not want their bye to be after their trip to the UK. They wanted a home game instead. The NFL said, yeah, that's fine. You have a home game. So 
Is this a situation where Atlanta, coming off of a bye, because they were in the UK two weeks ago, is going to be in a much better spot because they have not traveled back from the UK in the last seven days like the Dolphins have? That's fair. I still, I still want the Dolphins, but I think that explains the line a little bit. Yeah, you're, I don't think you're at a line there, right? Yeah, the Falcons got a week rest and the Dolphins are... are traveling back so yeah there there's certainly something to be said that that, that i would say is probably were, one of the main reasons the factor of the falcons are favored because nothing else about that line makes sense right right they requested the home game miami did i don't know if in the request they said oh yeah by the way can we play a team that's coming off their bye too i don't know if that was part of the request but the nfl seems to have given them that uh this is not gonna be one of my five but it is a bizarre line when you think about it yes uh, next up, a game that might also be one of my five. Uh, the Washington football team is heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. This line has seen some movement. It opened up at Packers minus 10. It is now Packers minus 8.5. And, and I think I like the Packers side of the 8.5 right now. I, I think this is my first time being on the Packers all year. I still think they're a little bit overrated. And they'll likely get bounced in the playoffs as is tradition with them. Um, when the going gets tough, because boy, the Packers get to play a lot of really bad teams. I don't, uh, I mean, being in the NFC North helps constantly, right? You know, two games against the Lions and Bears every year will, will help pad your stats. All right. Their extra crossover game this year, I believe, is in Arrowhead. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, All right. So, well, <laughs> depending on the, on the Chiefs defense, but that's a story for another day. Um, Packers are currently 11th in DVOA, and the Washington football team is 24th, so quite the disparity. Um, not the highest line of the week so far, but the Packers currently favored by minus 8.5. I like the Packers side. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, not as confident as you. I, I, I like the I, – I think Washington will be able to score some points here, but, yeah, the, the Packers – that Washington defense has been questionable at best, and the offense has struggled quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think we'll see a higher scoring game here. What do you got for an over-under? 49. Yeah. That's a little low. I think that number should be – I think that's this is a good over. I do yeah, too. Defenses aren't that impressive. Um, I think I like Green Bay. I don't love laying that many points. I'm not going to bet on them. They're not one of my five, but I like the Green Bay side of this. Yeah. I do too. Uh, I do want to talk very quickly about this. A lot, there are some people getting on Aaron Rodgers for not being nice to Bears fans this week. Um, I still own you and whatever he was yelling at. I was people. extremely sympathetic. As a Lions fan, I was extremely sympathetic to the woman flipping Aaron Rodgers the double bird. I don't know if I would have gone with the double bird route, but I, 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 I understood it at the very yeah. least. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers when he's yelling, I still own you into the crowd, is yeah. Aaron Rodgers is 21-5 and five in his career against the Chicago Bears. In one of those five games, he only threw two balls because he got hurt early in the game. So essentially, in games that Aaron Rodgers starts and finishes against the Bears, the Packers are twenty-one and four. So yeah, I think I think I'm okay with him just stating facts to fans. Yeah, uh, it was it was one hundred percent factually correct. I just thought it was funny, and there's really no comeback other than like if you're a Bears or Lions fan right now with Aaron Rodgers, the the really the only comeback is yeah, well, you'll be not in this division next year because you're a bit of a diva. So 
<laughs> fuck, fuck you, and don't let the door hit your ass on the way out of the NFC North. Right? Like that's, that's all we got. Back, imagine some Bears fans You're like, Aaron, I hate the Packers, and Aaron's like, Yeah, I kind of don't like them right now either. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I'm I'm staying away from this game. I think I might go with Washington just because I think there's going to be this is going to be a game when there people are going to go up and down the field. Uh, the Packers look great lately, but I'm going to take. I think I would take Washington football team here, especially Caesars is offering this game at nine. Yeah, I mean it, it was it opened up at ten, and now it's eight yeah. and a half. So it's I'm yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. can he's, find some. Just giving you uh, now, uh, FanDuel uh, is down to seven and a half. So this is Ooh. a line like if you if you're betting this game, look around to see about getting the best of the number because it ranges from mm-hmm. nine to seven and a half depending on where you're going. I'm surprised it's it's moving down, to be honest. I thought it would be going... Well, I thought it was going to go the other way, because I thought so, the public money's going to be all on the Packers. Yeah, so I guess the Sharps are coming in on the football team, but I have also heard that the Sharps are making some plays on the Packers. So this is... Um, the Sharps are seem to be at odds on this one. So we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, this is a line that we'll keep an eye on throughout the week and, and uh, decide what we want to do with it uh, at a better spot. But it's if definitely a... If you want to bet Washington football team, just based on the way the trend is going... If you want to bet Washington football team, I would suggest do it soon because it looks like you're going to have to give you're you're not going to be getting as many points as the week goes on. Yeah. Now we mentioned the ugly news about well, jokingly quote air quotes ugly news about the Aaron Rodgers thing. I want to talk about what the Washington football team did on Sunday. The Sean Taylor thing, and I'm a fan of the U, and it's lean times right now in Miami. Um. Using the death of that glorious man to attempt to deflect off of what the hell was going on with the Washington football team made me absolutely sick to my stomach. Uh, I thought it... I thought it was despicable is a great word. I thought cowardly is another word that I, I would have used. And, and I don't have much to say other than, than that. And I just wanted to get that out into the ether that I, I thought it was absolutely atrocious. And I'm glad that the fans of the Washington football team seem to share in the hatred for this because they're not showing up for that football team right now in their stadium, which is... I mean, what do you even say at this point? I mean, it's just going to come to the point where they have to get rid of Dan Snyder. They, like the NFL might have to step in and do a do a I Donald like, Donald they, Sterling they, thing they here. Jerry Richardson out of owning the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, yeah, yeah. I'm I understand why the NFL did that. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying I I get it. Uh, I don't understand why they haven't done that to Dan Snyder yet. I do not yeah. understand. He that. must have dirt on somebody. I don't. I don't know what it's. It's. It's the only explanation as to why. Because he should have been out of the game years ago. It's. Yeah. No, he's terrible. Uh, absolutely insane. A, the Sean Taylor number retirement thing should happen years ago. Like it felt yes. like they were like saving this. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's break break glass in case of emergency. Like, oh, you know, we're having a really bad week. Now's the time to do it. To announce it. It's not even a situation where they announced this back in the summer and then they did it this week. So look at uh, – let's look at the Broncos as an example. They put Mike Shanahan in the ring of honor. They announced that back in the summer as soon as the schedule came out. All right, the home game against the Raiders in week uh, six were, were putting Mike Shanahan in the ring of honor. And the reasoning was quite clear. They wanted to do it during the 49ers bye week so Kyle could come. Totally reasonable. But most teams, when they do big honors for players like that, when the Giants did Eli Manning this year, all of this stuff was announced in the summer. Get Sean Taylor like, oh, yeah, we're doing that this week in a couple of days. Like, 
it was very transparent and very obvious as to what they were doing. It was despicable. Uh, Sean Taylor's number should have been put wherever it belongs in that stadium years ago. It just felt as though they were saying, all right, we're going to wait for a really, really bad week, and then we're going to do this. They had the bad week, and then they did it. It, it, was, it was just it was an ugly display. Absolutely shameful. Uh, well, let's try to move on from that nonsense. Uh, a game that I think has some pretty good gambling implications here. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens is six-point favorite. I think this line is too high. Um, I agree. I was on the Bengals last week, or sorry, I was on the Lions last week against the Bengals. I thought that was such a trap spot for the Bengals. I, I told, I foolishly told everybody to bet the Lions money line because I thought that was going to be a letdown spot. The Lions have been, you know, inches away from, you know, figuratively and literally inches away from from winning a game. The Bengals, we knew they were going to be on the road with the Ravens. It just felt like such a trap spot, and the Bengals with probably the second cruisiest win of the freaking week on the road. And now they're heading into Baltimore, who I think Baltimore, this might be a bit of a letdown spot for them after after the great win that they had against the Chargers. Man, they, they really brought the Chargers back down to earth uh, with that week six victory. Uh, I think this line is too high. I like the Bengals side of this, and they're probably going to be one of my five. Bill, what do you think? Beng- Baltimore giving six against the Bengals, who I think are a very good and underrated team right now, the Cincinnati Bengals. I am high on the Bengals. I also think they're a good team. I think they're – and they're a good enough team that they'll play close football games. And if I'm getting this many points, like Baltimore is is not going to smash them. If Baltimore wins, Baltimore wins. But – there's no reason to think Cincinnati can't keep pace here. So I, I love Cincinnati here. I was going to make them one of my five as well. Both teams are and three and th- six and a half for Baltimore. It's Ooh, nice. Uh, a little half point with the Bengals if you're betting that. The look ahead line for this was Baltimore minus 10. So yep. we, we missed out on that one. Uh, both teams are three and three against the spread. And uh, Jamar Chase, boy, remember when the narrative was he dropped a couple of passes in the preseason? And people thought the Bengals, they're like, oh, should have taken an offensive lineman, told you. I, I got into like a r- respectful argument because I, I was in, I think I was in Nate Tice's mentions and we were talking about how the Bengals offensive line was bad, Nate and I. And a Bengals fan comes in and says, no, they got to draft Jamar Chase. This is back in in April and he and it's, this guy and I went back and forth a few times sort of about like you know team building and strategies like they got to draft Jamar Chase because I was thinking they should take Penny Sewell because their goal mm-hmm. this year should be to make sure that Joe Flacco doesn't get seriously injured I Joe, mean, Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow doesn't get seriously injured um and he said no they got to take Jamar Chase they can figure it out with sort of a patchwork offensive line for now it's a short-term thing you know uh, you're never going to ha- have a chance to get a, a guy like Chase ever again if you're the Bengals on this trajectory because we think that Burrow is going to make us, you know, a, a reasonably competitive team for the for the foreseeable future, rather. So no more top five picks. So he was all about let's get Chase or let's get Pitts, whichever one's on the board. Um, I may go back to that thread and apologize to the guy because he was <laughs> Yeah. Like, I was not right about that. And this has nothing to do with Penny Sewell, but like, you know, you drafted a guy that was very successful with the quarterback already on your roster in college. So, I, you know, it makes sense. Sure. Go ahead and do it. How do you feel about the minus six here, Craig? Uh, I would. I want the Bengals badly. Uh, I've been on the Bengals all year. I think they're uh, better than, than people are giving them credit for, and I think that's the case again. Uh, I don't know what this line would have been had Baltimore not just beaten the tar out of the Chargers, uh, but it would have been a different line, that's for sure. So I think I think yeah, it'd be Vegas zone. I think it'd be four and a half, 
four-ish type of a thing. I don't think they'd give no. Baltimore the, the, the three-point home bump. I think they'd get a little bit more. No. But, yeah, them that's, beating that's, the brakes off the Chargers has inflated the line a little bit. That was just kind of the – like, and it happens. That was the West Coast team going to the East Coast, playing the 1 o'clock start, and nothing goes right. We've seen good West Coast teams do that before. I think that's exactly what just happened with the Chargers. They'll take a bye week. They'll reset. They're going to be fine. Uh, but, yeah, I want the Bengals here. Yeah, and the analytics guys were, were saying that the Chargers at some point were going to get clipped just because the way they were converting third and fourth downs was just not sustainable all, at, at, at a rate, right? It was They were going to come crashing back down to earth. And not that it was going to continue to the point where they were going to miss the like lose a bunch of games and miss the playoffs. They were just saying they're going to have a game where they aren't converting on those those th- uh, third and longs and fourth and longs, and it'll it'll – it just was not sustainable. It just was unsustainable, and it happened against Baltimore. They, they're a, a very, very good defense. We should mention, pretty good bye week teams this week. Buffalo, Dallas, and the Chargers are all off. Missing Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and uh, your boys, Bill, Minnesota, are, are on their bye week. But missing Buffalo and Dallas and, and the Chargers is uh, in, in one week. That's, 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 that's a lot of fantasy implications. <laughs> There's a lot of fantasy players that, uh, that are sitting on the bye week right now for, for certain teams. Uh, well, speaking of fantasy players, here's a game that will feature zero fantasy players, I think, going going uh, this week. Uh, the New York Jets uh, headed New England to take on the Patriots. The Patriots are a touchdown favorite. I think this opened up with the Patriots getting the 7.5 point hook, actually. Um, the hook is gone, and the Patriots are now just a touchdown favorite. I like the Patriots laying the 7 here against the Jets. I know the Jets are coming off a of bye week and whatnot, but... The Patriots are bad. Um, meet any Patriots fan, and they'll tell you, "Well, we're just four or five plays away from being five and one." And then my response would be, "Well, welcome to being not a Patriots fan for the last twenty years. Get used to it, because <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you don't have Tom Brady anymore. So settle in, just like the re- like, like the rest of yeah. us mortals. Bounce uh, your way anymore. Exactly. And man, what a game! What a weird game that end of that Dallas was. We're just. Well, Here's the thing. Dallas, like, was dominating that game from a time. Possession perspective, play count perspective, everything. And they just had a bunch of weird stuff go wrong. They allowed a 75-yard touchdown. The Patriots got a couple of turnovers. One of which the, shouldn't have even been a turnover because yeah. it, because Dak scored on the on the third on the sneak on the third down play and yeah. when they moved the pile his whole torso is in the end zone and they're like nope balls on the half yard line it's like what <laughs> like what are you yeah. talking about now, and, and you know to McCarthy's credit he didn't throw the flag because you'll ne- you'll never ever ever win that so what's the point? no true uh, nonetheless. It was just a game where every conceivable thing went wrong for Dallas on the road, and New England lost anyway. And they now, still covered. I think, yeah, I think that says a, more about Dallas than does about New England. But the Patriots are not very good, so yeah, I want the Jets in this game. Really? Okay, I I think I'm on. I think I'm on the Patriots because I, I don't think I think Belichick hasn't won a game at home. He's 0 four at home right now. I don't think he's going to go 0 and five against. I don't even Zach know if he has to go 0-5. Like, you know, I just don't know if I want to give up a touchdown to bet the Patriots. That's true. I just think it's it's Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick. Now, that said, I mean, Bill, um, Belichick got lit up by Davis Mills. So, uh, nothing is as it seems right now with the with the New England Patriots. I just think... Uh, I, I just think this is a spot where they'll, where they'll, they'll just get uh, get ahead and then the Jets just don't have the ability to 
come back. That's just me, though. They're not going to be one of my five, and I don't feel super strongly. I just personally would want the Patriots side of this. Billy, tiebreaker, what do you say on this one? Patriots laying a touchdown at home. Yeah, I kind of like the Jets here. I don't have great reasoning. I mean, I, I think when New England was good, they used to sometimes barely scrape by the Jets, and you could never really understand it. Uh, division game, isn't it? Uh, and there's... Yep. I think you'll see that these ones are surprisingly close sometimes, which means I want those points. New England 19th in DVOA and the Jets are 30th, but it's just weird to see New England that far down. Uh, New England 2-4 and four against the spread, same as their record, and the New York Jets 1-4, so neither team has been covering. We're going to start seeing more high lines like this just because the dogs have been, uh, the, the favorites have been covering, so we're, we're, it's going to be a good time to start taking some dogs, I think. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, and probably, actually... Is it Bengals Titans? Oh, and Craig, what was the uh, uh, what was the Scott Hansen game? Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely Jets New England. Sorry, I didn't mean to say it, but uh, Patriots Jets is absolutely the Scott Hansen game. Interesting. Yeah, I think so too. A narrowly edgy. But Falcons yeah, Dolphins uh, a strong Miami contender too. Yeah, Miami yeah, Falcons. Oh, that's, pretty bad. that's bad. But uh, some of it comes from the perspective of like, hey, what's going to be interesting from a fantasy football perspective? And there's nothing interesting about Patriots Jets. No, there's like well, one, maybe two, yeah. like Hunter That's Henry and big. Harris. Like, you know, oh, Kyle Pitts is here, and Calvin Ridley, and you know, yeah, uh, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't want to watch Patriots Jets. Yeah. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, and I think I'm going to declare Bengals Ravens actually the marquee matchup. This one slightly edged it out. Uh, the Chiefs are heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans coming off a. Uh, just a gutty victory against the Bills, man. That was a banger of a Monday night football game. Both teams just trading haymakers in that second half. Um, the Chiefs are laying five and a half. The Titans are on a short week. The Sharps were all over the Titans against the Bills when they were getting points on Monday night and they came through. The Sharps are on the Titans again um billy what do you think the prospects are for the titans getting five and a half at home but also potentially getting another victory maybe against the chiefs what do you think here yeah i i don't know that the chiefs are gonna have an answer for the the titans offense i really don't um the titans offense was able to put it together against what i think is a pretty impressive bills defense and the chiefs defense has just been rough um do i like them to yeah, I mean, I, I think you're getting some points. You're gonna, there's gonna be some points back and forth this game. Uh, I'll take Tennessee at home here for sure. Tennessee is weirdly 23rd in DVOA, which means that would, would suggest that they're the team that's kind of getting quote unquote lucky this year with their four and two record, which I've been paying attention to a little bit because I have the Titans under. Ugh, so frustrating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see the Titans are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, they probably like, will. No Some, somebody's got to in that horrible division, right? Well, yeah, but like we, we already know that the Jaguars and Texans are not going anywhere. Uh, the Colts, you know, they've only beaten the Jaguars and Texans. Um, so I, I think that the Titans are going to be one, a team that is on easy street in like week 14 or even sooner. Um, I, I want the Titans in this game, though. I think that this is a close game. Uh, and Tennessee's able to put up some points against Kansas City's defense. I think the Chiefs win the game, but the Titans cover. So if you can get five and five and a half, go ahead, do it. Uh, FanDuel is only is offering this game at four and a half. So if you want the Chiefs, go there. 
Yeah, I, th- I think the Titans are the side, though, that I want. Um, yeah, so we all agree. Titans is the side. Uh, Bengals-Ravens marquee matchup. Jets-Patriots. Scott Hansen game of the week. And we head to the 4 o'clock slate. And first up, oh, what a banger, you guys. The Matt Stafford revenge game. Detroit coming into Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams a 15-point favorite. Good Lord. If you haven't used the Rams in your survivor pool, now is the time. Um, This is going to get ugly before it gets better. Uh, who knows Jared Goff better than Sean McVay? <laughs> who knows to, to take care? Uh, Dan Campbell, I mean... I guess you could say some of the guys on the on the on the Lions staff know about Stafford, but I I don't I don't think it's going to matter much. This is the number three team in DVOA going up against the 26th team in DVOA, so quite the disparity. Disparity. Uh, the Rams are favored by 15, and that's not even the highest line of the week, you guys. Uh, Billy, Rams minus 15, Detroit. What say you? I think I kind of like the idea of taking the Rams and hoping Stafford just runs it up. (laughs) Um, And and I think he'll have the option to. I I basically think the number of points that the Rams score this week is is up to Matt Stafford. Um, I I think they're going to annihilate him. 15 points, I never want to lay that many, but I still like the Rams side of this. Yeah, uh, there, there's two other high lines in the 4 o'clock slate that we'll get to that we might think about. Hey, the underdog's probably a good play, but to me, this is not the game. If you want a side of this, I think it's the Rams. Don't do it because I don't like laying this many points, but water gun to my head, I would lay the 15 with the Rams. I don't know what else to say. The Lions just are yep. completely devoid of talent. Craig, what say you? No, I feel, I feel the same way, but I, I keep coming back to this is just the team is not is not good enough it's not competitive enough but you know the lions know that management knows that brad holmes went there knowing that it was going to be a pretty significant teardown job that's why matt stafford doesn't play for this team anymore and they got two first round picks instead so yeah I and we're and they're zero at six but they're in the driver's seat for the number one pick right now and but going forward so yeah the sad twist about that is like who's that gonna be like, it's not a year where we spend the whole year saying, oh, yeah, we know the number one pick is definitely going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like, True. Yeah, and we look at, you know, because one of the guys that that was supposed to be was 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 Spencer Rattler. Uh, I don't think that that is something that is going to happen anymore. Like, he's struggling to keep the, job, the starter's job at Oklahoma. Um, so I think this might be a situation where if you're, if you're the Lions – you don't take a quarterback, even if you get that. First no, pick. I don't like, think you, so. You, I, I, yeah, draft, I think you draft, you, draft, you draft Kayvon Thibodeau or something and, 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 and move along with your life. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you do that, the, the quarterback the following year. So, cause I'm, I'm not super excited about Malik Willis, uh, at least as a first overall pick. So anyway, we, we can talk later about what, or even Matt Corral, we can talk later about what the Lions would do in the draft, but uh, yeah, they, they, they could be the team that is on the clock again the season. That's for sure. Yeah, just a classic, take the best player available if you're the Detroit Lions. That's it. Yeah, best player available, you you, you take them and move on well, with your lives. The best player that plays one of three positions, edge rusher, tackle, or quarterback. You can't yeah. draft a position other than that first overall. No, absolutely. 
Um, yes, we're all in agreement that it's probably the Rams side that you want. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Los Angeles, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders getting the three-point home bump there, saying that these two teams are even on paper. Philadelphia 18th in DVOA, Las Vegas 21st. So this is DVOA is agreeing. I think, um, the Vegas Raiders just, uh, put one on your team there last week Craig. we 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 had uh i mean man just the coach getting fired thing never it just never seems to fail i don't know what it is and, and it definitely appears that the raiders nonsense uh game where everything affected them happened the week before in that bears game at home right like like hindsight being 2020 that was when all the s went down and as everybody was prepared. Though, that game was was abysmal it was really really ugly that game for denver yeah, it just uh, it was it was it was not good enough it was simply not good enough fair enough i think i think this is a good time to go the other way i think this is a prime prime spot to take the eagles who just had a glorious great moments in gambling history type of cover against the uh, tampa bay buccaneers so eagles get an extra rest raiders coming down off the high of proving hey we don't need john gruden Great spot to take the Philadelphia Eagles for me. Uh, what say you, Craig? Yeah, I want the Eagles too. Uh, depending on the book, uh, well, it's it's up to three pretty much everywhere now, by the way. Uh, so yeah, give me the give me the full field goal. Uh, I know it opened at two and a half, but I want the field goal now. So give me the Eagles. I don't yeah. love this game. I don't love no, it. Eagles money line is not a bad play either in this game. I think uh, Eagles Raiders Raiders getting the three point home bump. Billy, where are you on this game? Yeah, you know what? I I don't love this. I kind of like the the Raiders a little more. Uh, I, I like taking the home team. I, I think they are a better team. Uh, you're losing a couple points there, but I think the Raiders are going to win this game. Um, but I'm not completely sold. I, I'm still having a tough time with it, getting a read on either of these teams. I think I just like the Raiders side of it better. So give me the Raiders, but not convinced. Next up, the highest line of the week, the Houston Texans head to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals, the only undefeated team left after putting one on the Browns in a on the road, no less. In a, in a weird game that saw guys just in and out of the lineup for the Browns. Was was clearly not even close to 100%. The Browns' defense was a mess. It was, uh, it was an ugly, ugly game for Cleveland. Chubb was but, out. Hey. Hunt got hurt halfway through the game, like – March to Arizona, though, they could only play the team on the schedule, and they went in there, and yeah, they were taking advantage of a team that was really beat up, but they did what you're supposed to do, which is beat that team by several touchdowns. The Cardinals, 17 and a half point favorites. I believe this is the highest line of the season. I think we had a 17 earlier this week that I'm currently not remembering off the top of my head, but uh, the half point hook is, I guess, going to uh, edge that out. Highest line of the Uh, year... 18 and a half at Caesars. Oh, that's high. Um, this is one where I think you just have to hold your nose and take the Texans. And if you do that, do it now. And if you can find the 18 and a half, as Craig is saying, some books have, go ahead and go ahead and find that or buy an extra point. But I don't think you need to buy an extra point. Um, another thing that might be reason you might want to get in on the Texans now while you can. It's a little Tyrod Taylor buzz. Little Tyrod Taylor buzz. Perhaps he'll suit up for this week. Um, the Texans are saying they want to get practice time in with him before he gets into a game. But, you know, that's the sort of thing that can happen on a Thursday or a Friday. But, you know, with with the Tyrod Taylor buzz, I would get 
it now because if, if Tyrod's in this game, it I honestly think it'll get down to like fourteen or something like that. But maybe just the two touchdowns. I just think that the Texans are the side, and of the high lines, you're you're going to want it. Even if Davis Mills is out there, but if Tyrod Taylor's out there, it's it, that that that's a bonus for you because he's much better than Davis Mills. Um, Cardinals laying seventeen and a half at home. Billy, what do you think? God, it's it's too many. Yeah, take Houston. I, I it's too many points. Um, Arizona's going to smash them. Arizona's going to absolutely demolish them. It's just too many points for two NFL football teams. Take Houston uh, and, and pray to whatever God is yours. <laughs> Greg, anything to add? Cardinals laying seventeen and a half against Houston. No, I feel the same way as Bill. Yeah, we all just, it's just a hold your nose and take the Texans. It's nothing nothing you can do about it. All right, last game of the 4 o'clock slate. Yet another banger. The Chicago Bears head into Tampa Bay to take on the Bucs. The Bucs laying 12 and a half. Good Lord. High, high lines. Bucs are 2 and 4 against the spread. Bears are 3 and 3. So the Bears are technically much better against the spread. Justin Fields, I tell you, that that kid looks – he's – He's poised in that pocket. I, I I think he looks really comfortable in there. It's it's good on him. And and comfortable for, for a kid who's, you know, making his like third, fourth start or whatever it is. Um, I'm worried about having to face him for the next decade. Aaron Rodgers out, Justin Fields in. That'll be fun for me. But uh, this is another game where the Bears had the box number in that Thursday night game last year when Tom Brady forgot what down it was. That game was in tampa bay so this is another be careful out there that game was in chicago was it oh okay but uh this is a be careful out there game for me because uh i think people are going to be tempted to take this in the survivor pools and of the double digit lines that we see this week this is the one where i think the bears have the most likely potential for an upset for the big upset that knocks people out of their survivor pools so be careful out there on this one. Um, I'm on the Bears plus the 12 and a half, but it's not going to be one of my five. I just like the Bears side of, side of this one with the high line. Craig, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I want the I, – I went back and forth. By the way, this is, uh, this is 12 at Caesars and MGM. Um, yeah, so you can get some more points if you look around. Uh I think I want the Bears, but Tampa Bay coming off a bye, I just this is a stay away from me. Well, alleged, essentially a bye. They got the ten days rest off the Thursday night game, right? So. Yeah, sorry, stay, sure. Yes, yes, ten days rest. What I should say, yes. Yeah, um, Billy, what do you think? Buccaneers laying twelve and a half. Yeah, it's a few too many. I'll take the Bears here. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay's they're going to win and by a healthy margin, but. Uh, I don't think Chicago's terrible. I really don't. I think they're mediocre, and mediocre is good enough to cover a, a line this high. So, give me Chicago. All right. Uh, the Sunday nighter, another banger. God, how did this happen? Carson, Went- <laughs> freaking Wentz, Garoppolo. Here we go. Uh, Colts, 49ers. Get Trey Lance is not practicing. Yeah. Ugh. So weird. And like Lance looks very skittish too. He is not ready, which, you know, makes all the sense as to why uh, Kyle Shanahan, who gave him every opportunity to take that job in the off season. And he just never did. He's just, he's a year, he's a year away. I, I believe in Trey Lance, especially with, with Shanahan as his uh, sort of uh, Mr. Miyagi of this situation. But 
it's he's he's just not ready. He just isn't. Um, the 49ers are laying four here. God, this they really want you to. T- I'm very tempted to take the Colts here, but uh, I'm just not going to do it. Complete and utter stay away game for me. I don't I don't want either side of this game. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Colts getting four in San Francisco. Colts. I know they suck. Yeah. Four is too many. I mean, water water gun to my head. I think you're right, and this is like this is the biggest disparity of the week in terms of spread covering. The Niners are one and four, and the Colts are four and two. So the Colts have been covering, the Niners haven't, and that's all we care about on this pod. So I guess the Colts are the probably the side you want. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Niners land four. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this one, but uh, I. I think I take the points and hope for a nice, uh, close Sunday night football game. Yeah, I think that's a good attitude. Monday night game, a game that on paper had a lot of promise at the beginning of the season, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to turn out that way. The New Orleans Saints head into Seattle to take on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Boy, I mean, God, a lot of teams have got to be licking their chops about Russell Wilson. There's a If he wants out of Seattle, there are... A lot of suitors for Russell Wilson, I would say. Uh, your boys in Denver there, uh, Craig. The Eagles will probably be in on on Wilson. The, oof. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's. It'll be, it'll be fascinating. Um, the Steelers, ooh, the, the team they just played. The Ste- like Mike Mike uh, Mike Tomlin, and basically his last two games has basically been flirting pretty much openly with the quarterback he's been facing, Aaron Rodgers first, and then Russell Wilson after the game last week. Woo. Man is putting. Uh, yeah. He is swiping if right. Denver's getting, if Denver's getting a veteran quarterback this this offseason, I think it's going to be the guy that plays for Green Bay. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, if Wilson does go, it's it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with that. Because you're right, there's going to be a a line of teams that would want to get that particular player. Teams that think they're a quarterback away from being a really really good team. Uh, but some of those teams have drafted quarterbacks high recently. Be it the 49ers. Be it, well, I don't know how committed the Eagles are to, to Jalen Hurts, but the Bears are certainly committed to to Fields. So uh, either way, uh, it sucks that Wilson isn't playing in this game. Uh, I think I want the Saints. I, I don't think the Eagles would be I, like I don't want to tell tales at a school here, but speak at a turn. But I don't think the Eagles would be very interested in keeping Jalen Hurts if Russell Wilson became available. I think he'd be on. Should they be? But yeah, he'd be on the first thing smoking out of Philly. I think. Yeah. Want an exchange for Wilson, but again, we're we'll, getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, I want the yeah. Saints in this game. I think better. Yeah, the Saints are laying five against the Seahawks on the road. The Saints are coming off a bye. The Seahawks are coming off a short week playing the Sunday night game. The Seahawks have Geno Smith. Uh, I think the Saints are the right side, but I don't have them being one of my five. Billy, what say you on this one? Yeah, I'm on the the Saints. I don't think Geno Smith will be able to keep Winston off the field long enough. Like, if you give Winston 40 passes, he's going to hit some big ones, right? Um, And I think they're just going to get so many opportunities because it won't be sustained drives out of Seattle. So give me New Orleans. Sean, yeah, I agree. And the other thing I'll just say is this. Uh, The the Seahawks defense is not good. Sean Payton's had two weeks to watch them. 
Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Normally, I would say this is a spot, you know, Jameis Winston laying points on the road, a team with pedigree, you know, that the, the, I'd say, you know, look out for the Winston blow-up game, which, you know, could happen. But as it stands right now, yeah, the Seahawks are 22nd in DVOA. Their defense has been secretly very, very terrible. Um, I would say this is the closest matchup of the week in terms of DVOA as the Saints are 8th and Seattle is ninth. But a lot of the Seattle numbers, I believe, are assuming that Russell Wilson is playing quarterback yeah. for, for the Wilson. Seahawks. Seattle's offense is currently 6th in DVOA. I don't think that would be the case if Geno Smith was their quarterback the whole time. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. So that's it for this week. All that's left is to do our picks and then decide on a survivor. Uh, Billy, you won week six. So why don't you kick us off for week seven? Can do. I will go with the Denver Broncos. Nice. The Cincinnati Bengals. The New York Jets. The New Orleans Saints and the sh- I will go with the Chicago Bears. Okay, Chicago is getting the twelve and a half. Uh, Craig, week seven, who you got? Mine's gonna sound a lot like Bills. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals and I'm taking the Saints. Uh, I'll be taking the Tennessee Titans. Um. And I'm going to take Washington football team. And then my last one, I know I made it the Scott Hansen game, but my last one's the New York Jets. I'm going to give you a nine and a half with the Washington. Thank you. Even even though it's only eight and a half, I definitely saw it at, at nine and a half earlier. So for the purposes of our game, we'll give you the nine and a half. But if you want that now, you're going to have to, uh, for those of you out there, if you want it, you're going to have to buy Caesars, that extra point. Caesars is offering nine if you want to go. So there you go. And did you, and did you say you took the Jets as your fifth pick? Yes. Okay. The New York Jets plus seven. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make it a clean sweep on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking Miami plus the two and a half. I'm going to hold my nose on that one. I'm taking Philadelphia plus the three because I think that's a good spot for them. I'm going to lay the points with Green Bay. I'm going to, so I guess I'm fading Craig a little bit there. I'm going to lay the points with Green Bay. And for my last pick, I'm with Bill on the Denver plus the three and a half. But here's what I'm going to say. And Bill, you can do this too if you want. Uh, Normally we don't do this. But obviously, um, if Teddy Bridgewater's on the field for this game, I want Teddy, I want Denver plus the three and a half as one of my five. If Drew Locke is under center, I'm not going to have Denver as one of my five. I'm going to go ahead and take that out there. So if. Bridgewater is in for the purposes of our game. If Bridgewater is starting that game, and if he gets hurt or whatever and comes out, I'll deal with it afterwards. But if Teddy Bridgewater is under center, Denver is one of my five. If it's Drew Locke, Denver is not going to be one of my five. And the other one, and then I'm going to switch it to, I'm going to roll with Craig, and it'll be Tennessee plus the five and a half. So, Bill, would you like a sort of backup, or are you just going to stick with Broncos, if even if Drew Locke is under center? I will stick with the Broncos. Drew oh. may be the best quarterback in football, if you ask me. Yeah, he's certainly the tallest. They'll at least that's <laughs> at least that's what they keep telling you. Yeah. So uh, you're a braver man than me. So all that's left to do for week seven is to decide on our survivor pick, you guys. So uh, some some juicy choices this week. We got you know the Packers are in a good spot. The Rams, although we already used the Rams, so we'll go ahead and knock them off but then we got the bucks and the cardinals 
Um, uh, I I don't want to is it take not the Cardinals. Yeah, is it just do we do we just take the Cardinals and and move on with our lives? Are we not? Are we going to have a better spot than the Cardinals in this situation? Well, let's check the Cardinals schedule and That's figure what it I'm out because right now because we got the yeah. worst team I just in the don't league. Think that home be, like. They're in the NFC West, so that's a tough mm-hmm. division. I just don't think they're going to do a lot better than home to Houston, but you guys take a look. Yeah, let's see. The rest of their schedule, uh, home against Green Bay, at San Francisco, no. Versus Carolina, no. At Seattle, no. At Chicago, no. Maybe, but that's a road game. Uh, home against the Rams, no. At Detroit, December 19th is the spot. Indianapolis, no. Dallas, no. And Seattle, no. So, yeah, this is the best spot. And we're getting a, a, a undefeated team against Davis Mills, potentially Tyrod Taylor. Against Davis Mills, this is a 17.5-point favorite. I, we just take the Cardinals and move on with our lives, gentlemen. The Buccaneers host the Giants on November 22nd. Like, that's a decent spot to take the Buccaneers. So maybe we go Cardinals now yeah. and save the and- Bucks. And I don't really want, because the Bears, if anybody's, like, I, I'm the one who's staring at it right now, and I think if anybody's, if there's a double-digit favorite that could potentially get clipped this week and start the flow of the survivor pool knockouts, that the Bears are the team I'm staring at right now. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe it ends up being the Texans. Who knows? Who Are the, are the Cardinals playing next week? Uh, yeah, they play Thursday night against Green Bay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, that... That's slightly scary. Yeah, that re- certainly reinforces because that 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 certainly may re- reinforces the Texans' spread line because this is officially a trap game for the Cardinals now, isn't it? With Green Bay with a road game or no a home game with Green Bay coming to town on a short week. Very interesting. I think the, I think the Cardinals could focus entirely on next week and still win this game. <laughs> So here's the thing: if we're not taking Arizona, we're taking Tampa Bay, right? Or yeah. the Packers, maybe. Yeah, Packers uh, I don't know. Well, the Packers already had their home game against the Lions, is the thing. Uh, we, yeah. That happened in Week Two when they got shell- after they came off that shellacking by the uh, by, by the uh, by the Saints, and we haven't seen the them. Packers schedule. This, you know what, this this may wind up being the best spot for the Packers. The Packers host the Bears on December 12th. That's decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only spot you'd even consider them. Yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, they have that road game against Detroit, but that's week 18, and who knows what the Packers are going to be playing for there. Yeah, so Arizona, so Washington, Arizona. They're at Kansas City, they're at Seattle, at Minnesota, at L.A., Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit. Yeah, this is, ooh, that's not a good spot to take the, ooh. Um, I don't the Packers spot to take the Cardinals, well, hosting the Colts on Christmas Day. I, I don't know if you're going to get to a point where you need but to it, take Cardinals that isn't this it, week. So it's, I a, it's, a, it's the same spot, though, because it's a trap game for the Packers now, too, is the problem, because they're potentially yeah. going to be facing the undefeated Cardinals on Thursday. These two teams are playing each other in the short week, so... Uh, are we outsmarting ourselves if we take the Patriots? Uh, uh, yes, we are. I don't want anything to do with that team. Not yet. Okay. 
Let me just check the Pats schedule. Just just to alleviate my... I would expect this is the best spot to take the Pats, but there are 18 weeks and 32 teams. They can be one of the 14 that we don't take. <laughs> yeah, they're... Yeah, they got, a, they got a home game against Jacksonville in week 17. So... So if we get that far, that'll be the time we take the Patriots. Should we be should we be in week uh, should we be in week seventeen? Oh, uh, I guess perhaps um, um, let's not venture too far into the land of overthinking this. I guess and just take the Cardinals. Is that what we're doing here? I vote Cardinals. Yeah, I, I'm fine with the Cardinals too. Um, okay, but I'd understand the Bears. I oh, sorry, the Buccaneers. I should say the Buccaneers. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's check. Well, just for just for rounding out purposes, let's check the Bears. What is Tampa? Okay, now who's Tampa playing next week? Tampa's playing the Saints on the road. So, again, potential trap game. For, so, yeah, let's be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen, with, with who are – because this is, this is high lines and traps, trap game central city. So, just just be careful out there, ladies Rest and gentlemen. Rest of the box schedule I'll read to you now. At – Washington football team uh, uh, week 10. Uh, their, their bye week is week 9, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, home to the Giants week 11, which, which Bill already mentioned. Is that a primetime? Uh, that's a primetime game too, isn't it? Against the Giants? Primetime game. It's Monday Night Football. Yep. Um, at the Colts week 12. At the Falcons week 13. Home to Buffalo. Wow, that's a fun game. Mm-hmm. Week, uh, week 14. Uh, home to the Saints week 15. At the Panthers week 16. At the Jets, week 17, home to the Panthers, week 18. This is the yeah. best spot remaining on the schedule for the Buccaneers, other than perhaps that Giants game week 11. Yeah, and the Jets, I wouldn't be worried about them going into medals and beating the Jets either. So the Bucks have a couple other spots. So it, it's it's Arizona, right? It's the undefeated yep. team against Arizona. one of the worst teams. It's 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 the it's got to be the Arizona Cardinals. Just we're just going to take them and move on with our lives at this point, right? All right, so it, it it was a bit bit more consternation than I thought with the seventeen and a half point line, but you know you, you, sometimes it looks too easy. You gotta you gotta make sure that you you really zero in on it. But yeah, the Arizona Cardinals for Week Seven for Survivors, the official recommendation of the Crossover Podcast. I don't think we're uh, I don't think we're, we're we're breaking too bad there. Um, yeah, so that's it for Week Seven Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave, rate and leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, Week 8. Uh, please go back and check on uh, Craig and me did, uh, or Craig and I in proper English, did the over-unders for all of the NHL teams, Eastern and Western Conference. Please check those out. Those look absolutely horrendous uh, so far, but it's only one week into the season. Everything's kind of topsy-turvy right now in the NHL. Nothing is uh, as it seems, as both the Buffalo Sabres haven't lost a game yet, which is pure madness, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Before we get out of here, did either of you guys see the trailer, the new trailer for the Batman movie that was over this weekend? No, is that the one with the Twilight guy playing Batman? Yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. He he's got the look, man. That like, now we have the Medellin corollary on this podcast, which states that you can take the shittiest movie ever made, and people are so good at editing that you can make a nice trailer. But damned if that trailer didn't get me juiced for the Batman. <laughs> oh, it, I oof, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Here's here's hoping, and it looks like they're doing like kind of serial killer saw style Riddler, which I think will I, I think that'll be. Very entertaining to do in a, in a in a medium. 
yeah. in a movie medium. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm pretty juiced for it. Uh, Billy, Craig, as always, uh, thanks for doing this. May all your bets be prosperous this weekend, and hopefully we rebound from that disastrous week six. Except for you, Billy. You did well. Uh, but uh, here's to us. Uh, smoking this week and then getting back over 500 over the next couple of weeks. Take care, you guys, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.